Hi, this is Taylor, and I'm Beckham's biological mom. And I'm Madison, Beckham's stepmom. And we are best friends, but also just two moms normalizing healthy co-parenting. We are stepping up to the task and changing the stigma built around blended families. Here's our story. Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Stepped Up Co-Parenting Podcast. This episode, we're going to go over the 22 things about co-parenting we've learned in 2022. Before going into the new year, we like to reflect back on things that we have done well, things that we want to do better next year, and we just thought it would be good if we could put that all into a podcast and maybe help other co-parents out there as well. All right, so the first thing that we have talked about that we learned in 2022 was that a step-parent's love doesn't take away love from the bio-parent. So meaning and you can expand on this that just because you love Beckham and Beckham loves you doesn't take away his love from me as the bio mom yep okay number two kids have a bond to their biological parents and that's okay I think that sometimes um, I've talked with a lot of set parents that get hurt if they're they don't have the same exact relationship with their children as the bio parents do um but we know that as the biological bond and that's normal and that's okay and i think that if we can accept that our role is different it doesn't hurt when things when our children show up differently i agree number three is that the conflicts between co-parents can only harm children so this is why we always try to do our best to be friends and minimize the conflict and just keep that good open communication so it doesn't affect Becca. Okay, number four, a step-parent's role is to be an added love and support for the child, not to replace the role of mom or dad. When we went to the spa a little bit ago, we were talking about this and talking about how a lot of times I think step-parents go into it thinking I'm going to be the mom or I'm going to be the dad. And I think that that is when, again, kind of like the one I just read, we get hurt instead of going into it as I'm going to be the stepmom or I'm going to be the stepdad because we our expectations change and I think that we just show up differently and not worse, not better, just different. And I think that that's okay. Yeah. Number five, planning a birthday party with all the children's family and friends create the best memories. And I think this is awesome because we've done this for like three years now. And every year it's just super special to see all of our friends and our family come together to celebrate this kid we love more than anything. And I get to create new friends and new people that I care about by meeting your friends and family that show up for Beckham and I know vice versa. Yes. Okay. Number six, children should not be involved in any type of grown-up conversation. And when I say grown-up conversation, I'm talking about um, like parent schedules or child support, anything that has to do with things that only the grown-ups should be talking about. I think that sometimes, especially with older kids, I see this in my job. One parent will say, hey, talk to your mom about you coming over this weekend or something. And that just puts them in the middle and it it really causes anxiety and stress and it makes the child feel like they have to choose sides. And so I just think that that is really important not to do that. 
Yep. Um, number seven, we have your child notices who shows up and when everyone is together. And so kind of going off of our number five, how we talked about birthday parties, I've noticed that Beckham shows up when other people show up and he'll ask for other members of the family or like he had his Christmas program and he noticed when we all walked in and he kept his eyes locked on all of us making sure that like we were seeing him and we got to see the joy on his face as he saw all four of us show up for him there. And I just think that was really special. I agree. That was that was really cute seeing his little smile and his little, he was so excited seeing all of us together. Okay, number eight, your children feed off your energy and things and people. And so with this, I think that that kind of goes with the concept of choosing sides again, because I think that sometimes when we don't fully accept our co-parents, our, our children don't feel like they can either, and not specifically with step-parents. So I think that as a co-parent, if you can love and accept everybody in the child's life, even if you don't agree with them, I think that that opens doors for your child. Yeah. And going off that, I noticed um, it was a couple months ago, right after my grandma had passed away and I was just having kind of like a bad day. <laughs> I was pregnant and I was sick and I was just kind of sad. And I remember just sitting on the stairs, kind of just like with my hand, my head in my hands, just trying to take a breath, you know, <laughs> feel a little bit better. And Beckham came up and he was like, mama, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, buddy, I'm just having a bad day. And then he like stops and looks at me and goes, oh, is it a bad day? And I was like, crap, no. Like he he literally can sense that I am not doing well. And how I respond to this is how he's gonna like wire his brain, right? So I was like, no, it's not a bad day. Mom's just having a bad moment, but it's a really good day actually. And he goes, oh, so it's a good day. And I was like, yes, it's a good day. And then I was like, geez, man, like I could have <laughs> made him have a bad day just because I was having a bad day. And that I feel like translates over into everything, kind of like what you were saying, like even with your co-parents and people. Totally. And I think that as co-parents, um, there we talk about this all the time, but emotions are really high often. And so those bad days can show up a lot if you're not careful. I agree. Okay, number nine, it's okay to grieve the life you thought you'd have. So I know that we both can relate to this, obviously, because we put this in here. But like, for me, grieving the life of just having uh, mom, dad, kids without having to switch back and forth and worry about another family and just, you know, missing out on those days. And I know it's the same for you. You automatically have a kid. Okay, number 10, how you treat your co-parents, other kids is important. Um, we don't have other kids yet, but you do. And I think that something that me and Gentry have talked about, and we've talked about it with you as well, but we don't want Beckham to ever feel like his other family doesn't matter when he's at our house. So maybe sometimes like like a few weeks ago when we watched Ledger, your other son as well. Um, it was fun to see them here because they were playing, and but it was with us. It was good because it helps Beckham understand that like his family matters wherever he is. All sides matter wherever he is. And then it's also fun for me because we've talked about it before, but it's almost like, like a niece or a nephew, but like more than that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I like I get to love ledger and I get to love Navy now and it's just like a different type of love that you can't really explain if you yeah. I think that's a good way to put it because I was thinking about too like 
when you guys have kids, just kind of like putting myself in your shoes of like, wow, you know, this is a part of Beckham. This, this little sibling they have literally has the same or half the same blood as Beckham. And it's like, how can you not love somebody that is just like an extension of your kid, you know? So mm-hmm. I was just thinking about the, the other day and like how excited I am. <laughs> yeah, and like how cool is that that Beckham doesn't have to, like all sides of his family can be involved wherever yeah. he is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like me and Cameron have talked about how the second most influential people in our, our own kid's life is you and Gentry just because you guys are around and you guys teach Beckham things and Beckham's the oldest and so he's gonna like pass that along to Gentry and so it's just cool like to see how involved that you guys are with our kids and how much you love them and just kind of translates over to everything else. All right so we have on number 11 it's not a competition and I think this is something that me and you actually do really well and I know that we were actually talking about this at the spa too with your mom that it's just never been a competition. And I think that's what's helped us not fight or not be upset at each other. It's, I genuinely want you to succeed and I know that you want me to succeed. And if we both succeed, we become the best parents we can for Beckham. And so taking that competition aspect out of it has really helped me because I'm not always like, oh my gosh, she is like so much what you are pretty. You are very a lot prettier than me than I think, but it's not like you're so much prettier than me. You're such a better mom than me. It's like, no, like I can come to you for help and advice without feeling judged. And I hope that you would feel the same way. Yeah. And I think like a way that that shows up for me is, or an idea that I have, it shows up all the time. But when we do like our frozen dinner meal things. Oh yeah. uh I think that that's like, that's just something that you're really good at and you just like you teach me and you help me with that. So what that is, is we go, we've done it at both of our houses now, but we make frozen dinners and we get all of our stuff and it's just super easy because then you throw it in the instant pot and it's just done and good food with very little effort. Um, but Taylor's really good at that. And so it's, it's great because instead of me feeling jealous or like, well, I wish I was good at this, she just helps me. And then, it makes it easier for all of us. So I think that we do a good job at helping each other succeed in areas that we're good at. Yeah, I agree. And right along with that, number 12 is you should want your co-parents to succeed. I think a lot of times with co-parents, um, same thing as the competition, but we we want to be better. We want to be a better mom or we want to have a cleaner house or have a better Christmas or something like that. And all of the only thing that that does is harm our child it does nothing like we hope or want it to do and so i think if we can just want our co-parents to succeed want them to be great parents for our child that takes all the competition out yeah and i i agree like even with like having a clean house like with my kids i can clean clean my house all day long (laughs) and five minutes later it's a wreck you know and Mm -hmm. i have even thought about this of like i I get tense sometimes because I'm like, guys, like, can't we just like pick up our stuff? Like, I just want to clean house. And they kind of like how with the bad day thing, like I realized like, man, if I'm always comparing myself to like moms on Instagram or things like that about how I want my life to be, then what am I teaching my kids? Like that is the last thing I want. I want them to know that they are special and 
like they are unique and they don't need to like compete with anybody because they are them, you know, and it's just like how we react in these co-parenting situations ultimately is like what our kids are going to see. And so we have to do it as well as speak it, you know. Um, on number 13, we have your child can love and miss the other parents without it taking away their love for you. And I see that all the time with Becca when he's over here, like there'll be times he just gets sad and he's like, I miss dad. And so we FaceTime him and it's super nice for I'm sure Gentry and for Beckham. And I know that he loves me the same, but it's hard when he goes back and forth. I... <laughs> I feel sad sometimes when I don't see parts of my family for a while. And that's yeah. what Beckham goes through, except on an elevated level, because it's just constantly back and forth. Yeah. You know, and you just can't get upset about that because why would you want to take away their relationship with the other parent, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you do a really good job at that. Thank you. Okay. Number 14. There is nothing worse than parents putting their child in the middle or making them pick sides. And again, we've kind of, some of these are similar. We've kind of touched on this a little bit, but putting your child in the middle or making them choose sides, um, it does nothing but harm them. It does nothing but want them to choose the other parent because they feel pressure to stand up for whoever's not being involved in that situation. So I think that if we can just make sure that we're never putting Beckham or any other, anybody in the middle, then we um, just take a whole part of co-parenting, one of the hardest parts of co-parenting out of our situation. Yeah. Number 15, we have nothing your children say is personal. They're learning to accept their family dynamic and the changes they have experienced as well. So an example of this would be like one day Beckham went up to Cameron and was like, you're my stepdad. I don't like you. And he's like, what the heck? <laughs> that sucks, you know? But then it's like yeah. in the end of the day, like he doesn't know <laughs> what's kind of mm -hmm. going on. He's like learning yeah. about having a mom and a dad in another house with mm -hmm. a, there's a stepdad and a stepmom. And now all of a sudden he's going to have siblings on this side and siblings on this side. And man, it's hard for us to even grasp as adults. And right. It's hard for us to understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you can't treat your kids any different because they're just trying to grasp this and they're not even don't have mature enough brains as we do, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. And with what he said to Cameron, he said stuff to me, just like, well, like you're my stepmom, like almost putting me down and he doesn't treat me or Cameron any differently than he, like he loves us and we see that. Um, but he'll just say things. And I think that, um, I remind people as a therapist, this as well is, it's his way of being able to understand like mm -hmm. you're not my bio mom or you're not my bio dad. Yeah. And, and that doesn't take away the love, doesn't take away the relationship. It doesn't take away anything. It's just his little brain trying to understand. And he doesn't have the words to understand mm -hmm. other than it's different. And yep. so if we just understand that, like that's his way of making sense of all of this, that doesn't mean that we suck as step parents that doesn't mean that Cameron's a bad stepdad or I'm a bad, bad stepmom. It's just like he's trying to understand. And that's what his little brain can handle. Another thing I've noticed is how we respond to those things that they say as they're trying to understand. We have the choice to respond to it and help them learn or get upset. 
Yeah. And I think that like a way that I've noticed and the way that we've done it is just being like, yeah, I am your stepmom. And he's like, okay, cool. And he like can move on so easily. It's just like, yeah, like I am not your bio mom, um, but I love you and you are my kid. And I think that then his little brain's like, okay, that makes sense. Like, let's go play. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's not like a big conversation. It's not like a hard topic if you don't make it one. Yeah, no, I think that's really good. Okay, number 16, no matter the situation, a little kindness goes a long way. And people always ask us like, how are you friends with your husband's ex? Or how are you friends with the stepmom? Something like that. And I think that this is exactly it. If you're just kind and show kindness in little ways over time, it just became really easy for us to be friends because of that. Yeah, and kind of like what we tell people is, the baby steps like not one thing is going to drastically change everything and make it a happy ever after right it's those small things that kind of like chip away at this big boulder mm -hmm. um, that help you kind of break down those walls and say oh okay <laughs> this might not be as terrible as I think right yeah, and you use the words a big boulder. And I like that because that's literally what it felt like in the beginning. Like it felt like this like cloud, like this gray cloud that was like this terrible, scary thing. And the more that we just started being kind or started treating each other as people and humans, then I think it just became easy over time. Yeah, I agree. All right, number 17, you can be friends with your co-parents, but that's not the goal. The goal is to co-parent successfully for your children. So that's something we also get a lot is, well, I'm never going to be friends with a bio mom or stepmom. So like this is, this advice like is no good basically. But like, I don't think that was our goal. Like that was just something special, I guess, that happened after it. Our main goal and what we think everybody else's main goal should be is just to co-parent successfully for the children because the kids are what matter in all of this so we yeah. started things just to make it livable situation right for mm -hmm. us when we are there for beckham and yeah. what happened after that is just that we became such good friends so that's not yeah. it doesn't have to be a goal for everybody that's not like what we preach and like what what we want your goal to be we want your goal to be to be able to co-parent happily and successfully for you, but most importantly for the kids. Yeah, and I think that you're right. People always say like, oh, I would never be friends. Or sometimes people think that we were friends before I became a stepmom or something. Like they make all of these different assumptions in their heads. We did not know each other before this. Also, when we first met, we didn't like each other. And it was very, very high conflict. Not that we didn't like each other. We just didn't like the situation. Yeah. And all we knew was how to not like each other, right? Nobody teaches you how it's possible to be friends. And so I think that, like you said, our goal was to just make it livable, to make it not so high conflict, which came with positively co-parenting. And then after that became friends. Yeah, we just got to see each other as a person, not as Beckham's other mom. Okay, number 18, people can react out of emotion and trauma, but that doesn't necessarily reflect the kind of person they are. I think that this happens so often just because we, co-parenting is so emotional and it's very triggering because there's so many emotions behind the previous relationship or what was going on before 
you had to co-parent. And then we bring all of those emotions into the co-parenting relationship, which causes jealousy and all sorts of other hard emotions. But I think that when that happens, people get triggered. And when people get triggered, they act, they act out of response of um, being triggered, which is maybe being really angry or being really upset. Maybe it is being really mean. I think that sometimes we say things or we do things that are mean and it's not because we're trying to be mean. It's because we don't know how to respond um, or we're not regulated before we respond. And it's so like the fight or flight response to totally. me, that's, that's what it was. It was like, man, I've never been in a situation before. I am basically desperate to make sure my kid is okay and what make sure the situation's okay and I'm sure Gentry felt that same way and then you're just kind of like grasping at straws figure out what's going on and then through that it's like okay well I can either run away or I can just fight for what I want and sometimes that translates into being really mean or when you're in that situation you're really flustered and like upset and so small things become bigger deals and you don't see like the clear picture on things. So speaking from experience, I wish I could have changed a lot of things that happened, but I went through all of these emotions and I had to get through all of these emotions to be like, okay, relax. He doesn't actually suck. <laughs> He's going to be a good dad. And I'm sure Gentry felt the same way about me, you know? So, yeah. And I think that it, it all kind of boils down to taking a break and figuring out what actually matters before we respond. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you can do that, we don't really have, I mean, there's still things I'm sure that we disagree on or things that we'll talk about, but it never turns into an argument. And I think that confrontation doesn't have to be confrontational. And so if you can learn how to communicate without freaking out or being like that fight or flight, like you were talking about, mm -hmm. then it's really easy to communicate and get through all the hard things. Yeah. And that kind of goes into number 19, that the hard conversations are good. If you guys can truly learn how to communicate, and I know that's something even we've had to like really work on is sometimes the things that we're upset about either are miscommunicated or can be fixed easily by just having like a conversation of like, hey, that upset me. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, people don't know that. <laughs> and so it's like, thank you for letting me know so that I can switch this around because I don't think most, most of the time, right, when you're on these terms, they're not trying to like ruin your life. It's they're trying to get through something as well, or they don't know what's going on. So having yeah. these hard conversations suck. They might really, really suck, <laughs> but they're so good. The, the outcome that comes out of it is so good and honestly helps co-parenting so much better. And that is how we are in the position that we are now is because we've had a lot of these hard conversations some in person some over text some over the phone it's uncomfortable for sure but the end result i feel like is worth it all okay number 20 communicating through a group chat is the easiest way for all parents to be involved and on the same page and i think that that we always talk about the group chat on our page and I think that it's just really helpful because step parents are parents and if they don't know what's going on, you're not setting your child up for success because they are doing half the work when they're at their other parents' house. So if everybody's on the same page, we work really well as a team. Mm -hmm. And I know that it helps like in the beginning, just having like Cameron on this conversation. So it wasn't like, 
me and Gentry are trying to talk and we, me and Gentry just suck at communication. I think Evans for you other two, because I think we, we, we honestly suck at communicating. <laughs> We're both not bad people, but like we just suck at communicating. So being yeah. able to have Cameron in on that. So it's not like, oh, well, Gentry told me this, but I took it this way and Gentry took it this other way. And now I'm trying to tell this to Cameron and he has no idea what's going on, but has to be involved when it comes to like Beckham it's easy that he's just there and he's like no Taylor you idiot <laughs> like, this is what he was meaning <laughs> yeah, and I think that, that, that still shows up like um, <laughs> a few weeks ago I don't remember what, but we were talking about like the schedule mm-hmm. and I I asked Gentry like are, are you gonna go get Beckham and he's like no um, I'm getting him tomorrow and then I was like like it was so helpful for us because we could both be like oh actually like this is what is happening and we could it's just like more team members on the same team instead of everybody working against each other which was helpful and it's still helpful even though we're (laughs) even now (laughs) okay number 21 nobody understands your situation quite like your co-parents do work as a team to parent your child rather than as enemies um an example of this that i appreciate is just like the days that Beckham is really hard or my kids are hard or I'm just feeling sad or like even at Christmas time just I remember having a conversation with you about just dealing with all the family members that want you here and need you here but in the meantime like you're trying to have time with your kids before they split you know and so having somebody to relate in that situation and me being able to just like talk to you about it or vent or whatever it is is just really helpful because i can talk to like other family members and friends about just how i'm feeling sometimes but like they don't understand because they're not really in my situation (laughs) so it's just helpful to have somebody who literally quite literally is going through the exact same thing you are with the exact same kid and it's just been nice to that we can be friends in that situation um and i think that again we do a good job at that because you can say like, yeah, this sucks. And instead of me being like, well, this is your year for to have Beckham on Christmas. So I don't know why you're complaining. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that, which I think would be a normal reaction. I can just be like, yeah, that actually does suck. And I'm sorry that you're going through that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I appreciate that. Or like, even when it came to like potty training Beckham or even potty training Ledger now, like we can talk about it and yeah give each other advice and what whatnot and it just helps it's like a friendship it's like the niece and nephew thing but on a different level it's the same thing I feel like it's a friendship but it's also like a different I don't know how to explain it it's just like a different relationship because we parent the same kid yep (laughs) okay number 22 the last one it's never too late to turn a new leaf and start fresh on co-parenting and I think this one's really important because a lot of people we we get comments being like that could never be me or I will never be there and again we started from a very high conflict place we went to court we we fought every we couldn't have conversations without arguing we started from like nothing no relationship at all and so I think that it's important to remember that why we have this page and why we do this is to let other people know that it is possible and it doesn't feel possible but with all of these little steps it can be possible if you're willing to work hard and 
if your co-parents are also willing to do the work. I think that that's all important, but it's never too late, no matter how long you've been co-parenting the way that you have now. Yep. And you can always like turn a new leaf and other people can change and you can change and you can realize that the way you've been doing things hasn't been as great and you can start fresh, you know, like it may take a minute, but I wouldn't ever, I don't ever want anybody to stop themselves from doing things just because they feel like too much time has passed. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine like four years ago, if we would have said like, we have a podcast and we're friends? No. No. So I just think no matter where you are, it's possible to make changes. And again, the goal is not to be friends, but the goal is to be able to co-parent because co-parenting not only is really hard for the kids, but it's really hard for the parents. It sucks for the parents. And so I think if the goal is to always just be able to po- positively co-parent as a team without having to deal with all that stress that comes with co-parenting. Yep, I agree. So those are our 22 things that we have learned in 2022. So hopefully one or a few of these can resonate with you guys and you can learn from the things that we have had to go through and help your family dynamic. Thanks for listening to our podcast and giving us the space to have honest conversations about co-parenting. Follow our Instagram at steppedup.coparenting for announcements about our next podcast. Thanks for listening. We tell everybody.